Hello, Merry Christmas. I'm Jeremy Eden. Happy Holidays. I'm Dan Eden. <laughs> and I'm Katie Binkley. <laughs> and this is 90 Under 90. Here's 90 Movies. Under 90 Minutes. Uh oh, I think I think we found a new Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never Just done Just keeps a... coming in. I Arnold keep coming, 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 Shrek? coming. Hey boys, it's me, Arnold. How are you? Nice to join. Nice to join you. Big Jeremy, nice how are you? Oh yeah, nice you did that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, today on this Christmas bonus of 90 under 90, clocking in at 90 minutes, we're talking about 1996's Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levent, the director who I think we may have the privilege of talking about more than any other director uh, <laughs> because he has. Four, four movies on uh, on the list here, uh, some of oh, which wow. we have talked about already. We have already covered uh, Problem Child 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that uh, a future episode, uh, Leave it to Beaver, oh, is yeah. uh, is uh, one of his movies. And what's the other one? I'm looking here right now. i got to find it. Oh, Beethoven. Beethoven was the other wow. one. We already covered yeah. that. Wow. So, so, yeah. it's, a huge, it's a huge honor for Brian Levin to be. <laughs> On our show this many times. It's true. Yeah. Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas is also 90 minutes, so like we Got could that talk. In our scope. We could, uh, <laughs> we could, we could talk about this man until the crows come home, or whatever the phrase is. Until the, until the whole murder of crows come home. <laughs> yes. Now, um, before we get into the, uh, <laughs> the episode, uh, I'm gonna move away from murder real quick and just let our <laughs> listeners know. That in 2022, we will be changing our servers. Uh, the uh, hosting site that we use to for this podcast uh, will be shutting down at the end of this year. So we are. I am currently in the process of moving all the episodes over to the new server. I am hoping that uh, you won't have any interruptions in receiving your episodes. I will be updating the apple podcast link the spotify the uh the stitcher links all those links as soon as i get all these episodes posted uh but in the meantime if you do not have the episodes appearing in your podcatcher whatever app you choose you can find us at anchor.fm slash 90 under 90 that's where our new episodes will be found you should be able to get them from there if uh they are not showing up in your app like i said and they should start showing up soon Excellent. All right. You know what? Forget the last host. What are they? The no, 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 no. We're going oh, yeah. <laughs> to say thank you to Shout Engine for hosting and, and yeah. for covering everything for free. Yeah, uh, thanks, it's guys. just been. It's been... <laughs> thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm a bridge burner here. <laughs> I don't know how much of a bridge there will be. I think I think it's shutting down, and I don't know who the who the person is who's in charge of it. But blame oh, on. Um, thank you for thank burn. you for the warning, uh, so that we have the time to uh, 
uh, move everything over. Yeah, speaking of bridge burning. Speaking of bridge burning, um, we were, I think we were supposed to uh, have a conversation with the director, Brian Levin. I mean, he, he has been the most – these director has been featured most on our podcast. That's a huge honor. Huge honor, and I, we were hoping to speak to him personally. And I, I think he, um, he, I think he might have bailed at the last minute or whatever. Like maybe our just our schedules didn't align. But like, look, here's here's what I'll say. Maybe, I mean, let's let's give the man some credit that perhaps he listened to our episode on Beethoven and thought, you know what, fuck these guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not going on their show. Uh-oh. He might have. He he may have. And like, here's the thing though. I was telling Katie like. I'm kind of relieved that we're not going to talk to him. If we don't, yeah. if we do, great. But if we don't, <laughs> it's good because, like, it enab- it just enables me to, um, you know, really to really, trash uh, this movie. Is essentially yep. <laughs> what to, say. to trash this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, here's what I'll, I'll say. One last thing on the subject of Brian Levant. Uh, we were, we were, and are big fans of PC Culture too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so problem you know. child. That's our side podcast, PC Culture, where we <laughs> yeah. talk about problem child one through three. Yeah. Um, so you know, hey, hey, we we uh, we don't dislike the entire filmography. I also really like the movie The Flintstones, which he also directed. But he, uh, yeah, the uh, the original movie. Yeah. He directed Solid. both of them. Solid. Um, featuring a a, a a prehistoric, uh, fucking. Kyle MacLachlan. Yep, yep, and and Halle Berry. Don't yeah, forget. Yeah, don't forget Halle both, Berry. Both of them just lighting up the screen. <laughs> and Halle Berry as Sharon Stone. Oh, that's right. An odd, an odd credit. You guys like that? You like that? Everything's rock based. Hey, hey, everything's rock based here. It's a joke. It's a, it's, a, it's a rock. Come on. It's funny. Come on. It's fucking funny. And Jetsons, it's the same deal. Yeah. You got Mr. Spacely. Space. Um, that's it. Dead. <laughs> Dead. Come on. Fuck it's it. fucking it's funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy, Jer? Who's coming uh, out of here? That's Joe Who's Johnston, that? remember? Oh. Yeah, old Joe Joe Johnston. How many times has he been on our show? Quite a few like not once quite a few, twice. maybe once or twice. All right. Let's uh, let's <laughs> uh all right. Get started. You know, here's the I uh, want here's my segue into the movie. Mm-hmm. Arnold, you gotta love it when he plays just American Joes, like you know, just John yeah. Anderson or Howard Langston in this case. Yeah, good old Howard. How we're, just, we... we're just all gonna ignore the accent this whole movie, and he's just gonna do his best to get as close to a real American accent as he can. Here's my theory about Arnold: is he can speak American whenever he wants. He uses the accent for just because we all love him as that guy with the accent. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm I'll be back. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm the governor of California. That's how he can talk. I uh, I worked with a man uh, at the hotel when I worked there for a number of years. His name was Wolf, and uh, he <laughs> was uh, also uh, well, not also. He was German, not Austrian. Uh, but had like two ah, percent of an accent, you know, and I was just like, the fact that this man can drop his accent completely is proof yeah. positive that Arnold shouldn't have any accent other than the fact that it's part of his brand. I mean, yeah. Katie, you had a full, you used to have a full blown Southern draw. <laughs> you used to sound like this whenever we talk. <laughs> it sounded like favorite. there was about to be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it. And overnight, you said, forget it. 
overnight. And you wiped it away, did you not? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> All right. There was a girl in my college who did. Oh, really? From Arkansas, yeah. Oh. Did she go through some sort of hypnosis? <laughs> no, I think she just dropped the accent. It would come out at, at parties. When so. she's drunk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually when they're mad or when they're drunk. Or mm-hmm. both, right? <laughs> or they're both. angry drunks. Especially both. But it feels like uh, like a, a phrasing or, uh, or an affirmation of some kind or uh, aphorisms, but like the idea of just like every accent comes out when they're drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something there. Uh, you can apply that to some kind of sketch or something. You guys, you oh, creative types at you, home, you do that. You writers come up with that. Yeah. Send it to us at 90under90 at gmail.com and we'll produce it in some sketch show in the future. Perhaps, mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> Why not? It's the Why season not? of giving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the one-time offer. All right. So jingle all the way. Jingle yeah. the all the with way. American Joe with an Austrian accent, Howard Langston. <coughs> He's a mattress salesman, and uh, but really it starts with like, like what what are we watching here? Because you think it's uh, what did it, you find out it's diegetic, you know, video of of the Turbo Man show, which is very much like a Power Rangers type of Definitely, show, yeah. like with a schmear of rocketeer, a schmear of tear, <laughs> if you will. And uh, he's got a sidekick named Booster. Anyway, yeah. like you think you're in it, like we what don't the show f- the TV yet. This fucking Booster thing, like I'm glad that he gets all the hate that he gets throughout this movie because <laughs> the my first. The first time I see him, I'm like, what the fuck is that thing supposed to be? Yeah. 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 He's like an a polar bear walrus. He's like yeah. a tiger. He's supposed to right. be a tiger. Really? Why like is he called? Bo- Don't forget to get your booster shots, guys. <laughs> and they should put little pictures of Booster from Turbo Man on the to, just to kind of welcome those anti-vaxxers <laughs> a little bit, you know? And then when you get there, you're welcomed by a booster who says, where the hell have you been? Yeah. Perfect. That'd be great. Perfect. <laughs> and maybe Turbo Man's there when you, you're you there also to get your booster shot. That'd maybe. be nice. Yeah. If he can make it. Yeah. It's kind of like when we went to Disney during <clears throat> COVID and we went to the dining room at Be Our Guest and the Beast just kind of popped his head in <laughs> and just kind of waved, waved because he tried to keep his distance. From afar. And we're like, oh, where are you going, Beast? Meanwhile, the fucking costume that he's wearing is like a circumference of four feet. So like he's got social distancing built into the equipment. That was like we were just just the, like I've Jared's like stuck with me all these weeks, months later. I'm like, you remember when we were at Be Our Guest and Beast just kind of just like half heartedly popped his head in and then went back into the cooler ballroom because they have the two ones, one's with the rose that's darker and then the other one that's like the actual ballroom. We went to the darker one, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just enjoy your dinner. <laughs> that's our request. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you have to enjoy it. So, okay, the, the show is is Turbo Man. He's fighting like what is it? Uh, he's got a his nemesis is kind of like uh, Brainiac. He's yeah. got like a giant brain mm-hmm. and a or in a jar or Mega Mind. What, yeah. what's, his, what's his fucking name? I didn't even I don't even remember. The, we'll we'll get to it. The character's um, name. Something like yeah. I, who could you know? We'll get there. <laughs> He'll come up. Um. But anyway, he's got an army of like, and they look like little Power Rangers, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're multicolored. And anyway, what we find out is, um, is is little Anakin Skywalker is watching this <laughs> on, right. on his television at, at home, home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Christmas break, and he is into it. It's like okay, so we can all relate that there was a toy 
uh, at some point in our childhood that we had. To I, get, right? I I did want to bring that up. I wanted to ask that as the group too. Like like what was it for each of you? For, for oh, like, I know yeah. I know what mine was. I can <laughs> I I can pull mine right out of the, out of the hat, but. I wonder what you guys, if there was anything, or were you guys like, yeah. no, I wasn't greedy. I was happy with what I got. No, I can, <laughs> we I were can, greedy. I can think of several requests that I got. Um, it's not a request. <laughs> no, what's what's the one that you could that you didn't get? That's the one I want to oh, know that you that you, that you wanted that oh, it was just it. too hard for the parents the weenie to get. Whistle equivalent, like oh, Judge yeah. Reinhold <laughs> and the Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, what's our Christmas baggage? Oh shit. Um. Fuck. It's... I mean, I never got a pony. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, I can't think of it. And you dig a pony. Yeah. That's a Beatles reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, you fuck with ponies. Yeah, I fuck with them big time. <laughs> I think that's a funny way to, when you're buying a pony from like an equestrian Whoa. place. Yeah, I fuck with ponies. Can I oh, get fuck what? Yeah. What? Hmm. Um, I'd like honestly, Jared, like everything I ever wanted, I got. I think like yeah. like there, but there were coveted ones that were hard to get, and like from the Nintendo Wii, and now the fucking PS5 is like the Turbo Man. Honestly, like it's, it's yeah, yeah. True. For me, it was the uh, the 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 jingle all the way experience our parents had was was trying to acquire the Pee Wee's Playhouse playset for me. <laughs> that was one that was. I don't know. I, I think they they could afford it at the time, and then like the year later they couldn't afford it, but they just uh-huh. couldn't get their hands on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the problem. Wasn't um, I feel like Buzz Lightyear was a was a hot item. Like yeah, it hot. was. Yeah. Now that you so, say that, I feel like my mom went on like oh what's the the one online where you like bid on toys? eBay? Yeah, eBay. Yeah. And was like searching for toys. Yeah. That Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't yeah. remember which ones. Beanie Babies. I was a I was oh, a collector. Yes. Yes. I, yes. At a young age, I had a lot. I think I had like up to seventy five yeah, when I was like same. ten or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was your rarest Beanie Baby? Ooh, um, one of the cats that was like early. It was like a patchwork one with like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black and white and all the different colors, but cool. we found it. I guess uh, one of the bears for me, yeah, the Princess yeah. Die one. Oh yeah, I that had. one was rare. Yeah. Anyway, um, here's okay. Go back to this movie though. I think um, mom and her ex boyfriend, uh, who was a total asshole, they went out and they bought me a Turbo Man, and they were like, I think in the narrative in my mom's head was like. At the store, oh, it was just like the movie. It was just, you don't even yeah. understand. It was just like, I was fighting parents. I'm like, mom, like, this is like, like, this is from a movie where it was like, so like ham-fistedly like, mm-hmm. this is the toy to get yeah. because the movie says like, and I kind of saw through that a little bit, even at like the young age of mm-hmm. when this movie came out. And so I wasn't that into the Turbo Man. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of question because, you know, you mentioned it before and they actually comment on it in the sequel. But yes, Buzz Lightyear was actually kind of a difficult toy to get in stores. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if any of this movie being the release the year after was kind of like inspired a little bit by the Buzz Lightyear craze because mm-hmm. there there was that situation going on. And this is a fairly similar character in many ways, you know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, he's got the jetpack. You know, he, yeah, he's a, he's like a space ranger mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so J- Jake mm-hmm. Lloyd, 
who we we know as Anakin Skywalker yeah. is is Arnold's Arnold's son in this. He does not have an Austrian accent. Neither no. does Rita Wilson. No, very strange. So I guess you know he takes Rita. After- Rita, oh yeah, she's a person, Wilson. Oh, what does that mean, Jer? It just, it, I feel like, I mean, it was Tom clearly Hanks a choice. Wife. She at some point like chose to retire, essentially. Uh-huh. And it's just like anytime I see her, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember Rita Wilson. She pops up in stuff now and then, like, and she produces with Tom. Tom I know him personally. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's kind of laid low a little bit. Um, so yeah, Rita Wilson's in this. Who's kind of we were comparing to her to like not the not the poor man's Marissa Tomei, no, but like but, what's the step above yeah. a poor man's? <laughs> you know, like comedian man's. Maybe he doesn't have as much as he like, <laughs> but ah, <he, laughs> that's mean. Uh, they're both lovely women. Um, so she's in this. Jake. Okay, I wanted to talk about Jake. I, Watt, I see. I'd put her as like the poor man's like. Diane Lane or something like that. Oh, like, I, okay. I wouldn't give her Marissa oh, Tomei yeah. status. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's why I said poor man's. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, I mean, I still think oh, it's, not even it's, worthy it's, of being the poor man's Miss Marissa no, Tomei. No, Marissa Tomei is too fine. Um, Jared, do you ever think they're going to bring back Jake Lloyd into the Star Wars universe on Disney Plus in any iteration? The question is more so like, <laughs> would Jake Lloyd want to be a part of it? Because I think he no kind of pieced the fuck uh, away uh. from all that shit. He's yeah. had he's had his problems. We won't go into them. I hope he's doing well these days. Because mm-hmm. yeah, being I can't imagine <laughs> what it's yeah. like to be in this movie and Episode One. And go to Columbia College, my alma mater, where people just – they still talked about him when I was a student there. And and Jake Lloyd had left uh, like a couple years prior. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because he left prematurely because they kept fucking with him. That was his story, yeah. Anyway, he's in this. Um, he's a kid actor, so you have to you have to grade him on a curve. And uh, he's, he's fine. Really... I'll tell you what. Compare him to Haley Joel Osment in his early days. Like, who do you think is actually a better performer? For, Haley like, could, Joel. You think so? <laughs> Without a doubt, man. I gotta, I gotta get. I mean, I don't know. If you don't watch uh, Phantom Menace, I think uh, Jake Lloyd is better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jake Lloyd and AI, that would have been interesting. Um, but, uh, he's okay. So he was really obsessed with this toy. Obviously Arnold is always at work. He's an American Joe just working all the time. time. Guys, the grind. It's the (laughs) nineties and he's a dad. And whether it's, I don't know, a lawyer like Robin Williams or a toy maker like Tim Allen or an architect like Michael Keaton or another lawyer like Jim Carrey. He's just too successful and busy for his family. That's right. Like and then the argument is always uh, I the, the very thing that puts food on this table is the very thing that's keeping me away. So why? how could I stay away from that with the wife in every scene in all those movies? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the and the fight is in is varying degrees of intensity ranging from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, from Rita Wilson to Michael Keaton, <laughs> yeah. Andy McDowell, yeah. where he's just fucking snapping you. on her and slamming cereal down because oh, she man. wants to go back to work. Katie, um, her like I said, Southern draw. <laughs> she kind of reduced it to a McDowell. Yeah. She, uh, 
you've been compared to to Andy. Yeah. Yeah. I get the, I get the voice vibes. Yeah. When you go, do you guys hear Andy McDowell when you hear her talk? Oh, no. Write us. I'll, I'll add a poll. <laughs> New thing we could do on Anchor.fm is add polls directly to the. Uh, to we, should, we should do a fake. It should be the Andy McDowell show. You should host <laughs> no it way. as an in character. In no, character. No. And I'll be no. Judy Dench. Oh, okay. And I'll, we'll co-host the show together. What? Um. Anyway, I don't, I don't even get the connection of Judy Dench. No, to I just wanted to be. I just want to play Judy Dench. No oh. <laughs> that's that's the fair. Born to play. Look, it's the holiday season. You can do whatever you you want, man. It's the holiday season. So anyway, Arnold is super successful and super busy, and his assistant yeah. has got these Love Actually style cards to let him know what's going on at home because it's Christmas and Christmas yep. is the time to tell people that your wife is on the phone. We do not have time for a love actually discussion, but I'd love to. I would love actually to have one. Um, He okay. He has this thing. I. What do you think of the "You're my number one customer" bit that he does? Um, I. It's fine for what it. You know it. I I guess I don't know what it's supposed to prove is like. That he's what good at his job and treats every customer great. Like I mean, that's yeah. It's like maybe he's kind of full of shit. Like maybe yeah. I guess I think that's the point they're trying to make. Yeah, I kind of like it. Like it shows he's like right off the bat he's a flawed guy because he's like obviously spreading himself really thinly, Mm -hmm. but in like that positive way where you have to be everything to everyone maybe. It's kind of like uh, yeah. uh, it's like he's flawed in a Will Smith The Rock type of way, where it's just yes. he's just too good. <laughs> where you go to the job interview and he says, "I guess my biggest flaw is that I work too hard." Oh, yeah, God. that's The Rock and Will Smith at their yeah. job interviews, yeah. probably. Um, so anyway, he 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 says that to all of the people on the phone. Yeah. You're my number one customer, and then he accidentally says it to Rita Wilson on the phone when he talks to her and says, "I'll be home soon," and you know, she's like. After the, <gasps> Yeah. Howard. He's like, oh, I called you my customer. No. Oh, no. I'm going to be in so much trouble now. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So he, uh, what's he, he makes his way home. um, And like, I I guess, why is he such a procrastinator? Because he works so hard, like procrastinator when it comes to getting gifts for his fucking son. Because he works so hard, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he also misses. Uh, that's the other thing is that you're gonna miss a sporting event that your kid is in. Oh right. yeah. Right. He's getting the purple belt in karate. That's and yep. he's like, you can't miss this, Dad. But yeah, of course he you, does. It's the it's the Santa series. You can't miss it. It's the presentation at school. It's bring your dad to work day for a mm-hmm. career day. It's all mm-hmm. that shit that we've seen in all these. Usually, yep. it's either the last straw for the kid or the first straw for the kid. Yep. Like depending on where you put it in the mm-hmm. movie. In this case, or, it's kind of like. In the, the case of in the case of this movie and Multiplicity, it's karate. It's both yeah, karate. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. like it's the, it kind of the impetus of like, oh man, I missed this purple belt induction ceremony, whatever, mm-hmm. and and I really have to make it up for, to him, and that's the plot. I have to get him this thing that he really wants, which is the terrible man. <laughs> exactly. The dull. So, it, yeah, it's a Saturday morning live action TV show, by the way. Um, and Rita Wilson, like, she has a conversation with, like, oh, you, you got the gifts, right? right? And, like, once again, his flaw is, like, he's a fucking liar, like, yeah. in that spread yourself too thin way where he's like, of course I did. Of course I'm a good father. I got it weeks ago. <laughs> I got the terrible man. 
and uh, and she's he like, didn't. good. And yeah, no, he did. She's like, well, good. And then, then maybe we can have sex this month. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps him on a very short leash, <laughs> but she he has that demeanor, like you know, she's just a happy-go-lucky housewife. Yeah. That's that's the trick with mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about duplicitous characters even further. Let's talk about Phil Hartman. Uh-huh. In this movie, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like love Phil Hartman, right? Uh, I think we can. Most, I think we can all agree he's great. But yeah, yeah. In this movie, he is such like, and he love he relishes in this movie and being a fucking scumbag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's just it's that scumbag with the the air of superiority and like I'm a perfect guy and every woman on the block wants me. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely know guys like this and like, yeah, they're all fucking douchebags. Mm-hmm. And this guy is no exception. Um, Like, I, would you agree, Jared? I was talking, trying to explain this to Katie, or like or Dan Splain or Mansplain or Comedy Splain <laughs> or whatever the fuck. It takes a certain like a lot of alternative comedians. I feel like they gravitate to roles like this because they just relish in like this kind of shit. And I think Phil Hartman kind of I think didn't kick it off. But I, when you have. Um, here's what I'll say. What Phil Hartman is bringing to this role is a very specific delivery, which sounds to me like, oh yeah, he's basing this on people he knows. And when you're basing something on somebody that you know, particularly when you're making fun of or exaggerating to the point of these are negative uh, traits to have. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. It becomes a lot of fun when it's just like, I get to (laughs) be everything that I hate in a person because it's my job. You know, it's a bit. Yeah. He gets Mm -hmm. to do like a, a a bit in character for this whole movie and it, and we hate him and he knows it. Oh, he's so annoying. Like (laughs) just like as an example in like, we don't really do it so much anymore, but like early on in our relationship, Caitlin and I would do these characters who were very like, violent towards each other and like yeah. had a very like sexually aggressive uh I remember style. that and it, like because we're not those people so it'd be fun to occasionally slip into the exact opposite of who you are <laughs> yes uh of course it never got to that point but like they you guys would sometimes give us a sneak peek of them and it was very funny and weird <laughs> occasionally it would just be like you just grab her by the hair or make it look like you grab her really hard by the hair because she's really good at that physical acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching uh, Four Christmases, which is not very good, but John Favreau is pretty fucking yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked about that yeah. on this podcast, didn't we? Yeah, last we did. Year? <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, and he gives, like, what's her name? Oh, oh. fuck. Katie Mixon, like, yes. a, a light slap on the cheek, and she's so oh. into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them in that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's kind of like that. Having said all that, though, um, it feels like Phil Hartman is is playing the same character as he is in Small Soldiers. I forget which comes first, but like he, I feel like you could name him the same yeah, guy and he totally. would be like the same person. Yeah. They're in the same universe. It's actually a spinoff of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the summer version of this movie. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Man, tragedy. Um, yeah. That's so, one that you can really say that, you know, it's oh, not yeah. like he fucked his own life up with drugs and he's like, you not feel kind of bad about being like, wow, rest in peace. But you kind of had some demons. No, you had no demons. Right. You just lived with one. Not, yeah. You, not everything's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, of course, now Howard, he, he has to get the turbo man. Mm-hmm. He lied to his wife. He's promised his son. He goes to his room. 
the son is uh he's like you missed the ceremony you missed it you missed it you missed the ceremony you missed it <laughs> the kind of thing that turns the kid to the dark side dad <laughs> please no don't, jamie don't go to the dark side <laughs> please uh and he says what do you want more than anything and he's he like he does that thing that kids where they know all the details about it, and he lists all the details yeah, like yeah. the jetpack and the wrist uh, shooters and everything from the commercial he knows everything about this turbo man how it's i don't, I don't want to get on my soapbox here but this movie mm-hmm. as it relates to capitalism uh, just Ooh. not just in christmas but specifically i guess in this movie just like it's gross <laughs> like, yeah the way people fight each other and i guess that is like it is it does skew towards the reality i hate to say satirical mm-hmm. um but fuck if like if i hate this this message of like buy your kids the toys they want do it asap fight other people if you need to spend as much as you need to like just mm-hmm. step on as many heads yeah i you know <laughs> But it's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> this toy, which, by the way, is like three and a half feet tall. Yes. Yeah. Giant. This is no doll. Very this thing odd. is enormous. No wonder it's so rare. They can only manufacture so many. Yeah. It's huge. Santa uh, literally can't carry the weight or the sleigh will crash because it's so right. freaking huge. So he's in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Um, the Twin Cities. Let's talk about the positives here. Um, I don't mind the setting of this movie. It's very real, very yeah. urban. Yeah. I noticed that this movie was produced by Chris Columbus, and I got to feel there was an early meeting where he's, he's only one of like three producers. He's like, hey, guys, uh, Chicago? I, what, do, what do you guys think? <laughs> no? No, that's fine. I, was, I, I wasn't really – no, I was just thinking maybe maybe Chicago, but like it's fine. It's totally cool. I'm not directing it, so it's not. it doesn't have to be Chicago. Columbus, uh, like there's like – not a lot of Christmas filmmakers, but I would like almost put him in there. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. we're watching Home Alone two right now. Yeah. Actually, we pause it. Uh, Harry Potter's got some Christmas. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Christmas He's directed uh, two of the Christmas Chronicles yeah. movies. Yeah, oh. there you for go. Netflix. So like, yeah, he's, he's a Christmas a, guy. Totally. I, I and I and who would uh, blame him? He made a, an amazing one. Mm-hmm. He made one great one, and he can coast on that forever. um so uh he's on he's going off for the the turbo man as we all know like there's not a whole lot to this plot except twists and turns here and there Mm -hmm. and sinbad is at pretty much everyone it's basically uh an episode of a sitcom stretched into 90 (laughs) minutes it could be you pick pick the sitcom it doesn't matter whichever one has a bumbling doofus dad uh this is the christmas episode one of the eight seasons that the show is on the air (laughs) and then they just stretch this to 90 minutes do you have a i hate to put you on the spot but do you have a favorite christmas episode of a sitcom um yeah that is kind of putting me on the spot is it office well it's like you know what i would have to like look at every show that i enjoy and look at all of their christmas episodes i would say that like of the office christmas episodes i prefer the that first one where they're doing the uh the yeah the yankee swap i like the Uh, benny hano one the best (laughs) that one's pretty good that's a that's a good second um Um, but yeah i don't i don't know of any other favorite christmas episode we're tapped. We're like looking on every app for like a Christmas episode. We're like watching the Nanny Hanukkah episodes. It's <laughs> 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 right. Um, uh, I got one we haven't watched yet. Uh, the Supernatural one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That, I like that. Where one. they get tortured by that old yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty um, cool. <laughs> 
okay, so they're outside the store, and Sinbad is right. out there. And, okay, he works for the post office, but I guess they couldn't use the name or the imagery. His logo looks really weird, and I can't figure out why they didn't just use um you know, the USPS logo. I don't think they ever say United States Postal Service, do they, in this movie? I, I don't think so, and I, I would have to guess it's because he kind of goes crazy in the movie and threatens <laughs> people with bombs, and maybe oh, they're like, no. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. no. They were plays, like, no. Plays the race card more than once in this movie when he's like in a – when he finds that the tables have turned against him. <laughs> to which most people's response would be, I couldn't even tell that you were black, dude. Like, what do you oh. want from me? <laughs> yeah, like, the, he, America – like, America's favorite comic – like by contests, he did. He won contests and contests. Sinbad yeah. in the yeah. 90s. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like um, they we loved and I like I see why. Like I love his energy. Mm-hmm. I actually like him in this role. He actually brings up some good points about like <laughs> the cynicism of he the sure holidays yeah. in this movie. It's the same um, thing as Chris Rock though in those early roles where she's like he's literally just doing some of his own stand up in yeah. this movie. <laughs> He, he he puts him he literally puts himself and his stand yeah. in all of his roles I would say yeah and it is funny though because his anger is or not his anger his intensity is at like a ten immediately like yeah like, there is no like there's no medium setting for Sinbad he's either very no. low or it's like what <laughs> like, like, that's why I love him he's like Dan on three G one R he's he's just amped <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, so he, he's talking to Arnold, like, and like, he is such a flippy floppy guy at first. Yes. He's like, dude, we're, we're friends. Like, Hey, we're, we're on the same front line here trying right. to get the same thing here. Like, Oh, you're after the turbo man. My kids have the stupid turbo man too. What is it with these mm-hmm. holidays? Mm-hmm. He's like, I know, I know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not really your friend, but just like distance. <laughs> what is it, it, it is crazy being an American and having these holidays. <laughs> these American holidays are crazy. Our American holidays. No one good hamburger stands. Um, so they like finally the store opens and it's everything you expect. It's mm-hmm. it's a mob scene yeah. and but Chris Parnell is there to like over the top and the way even it's shot too. Brian Levitt like he frames him like center frame and he does like this low angle like cartoonishly mm-hmm. as he just mm-hmm. cackles with the guy next to him in their employee vests <laughs> that he wants a turbo man and then all the other parents join in and they yeah. laugh yeah. at him. <laughs> Parnell really earning his way onto SNL three years <laughs> later <laughs> Parnell is now I really feel like he's post SNL I like him the best on Rick and Morty as Jerry and stuff just he seems like he's comfortable and chill with like everything I think I think Chris Parnell knows what he does best and uh yeah so he's he's reached that status where it's just like oh yeah we need a Chris Parnell type let's just get Chris (laughs) Parnell all right uh so yeah they they're this of course he gets laughed off um and then what is this? Um, he ends up going outside and he knocks over a motorcycle and he has repeated run ins with this police officer, this yeah, motorcycle this cop. cop. Mm-hmm. 
um, who just just does not like him. He literally, you like the way it's framed is the coffee is dropped into this low angle and then it tilts up and the cop. It's the, we reveal it's the cop from earlier. Who is um, this cop too? Like this actor, I I feel like I've seen him in something and I didn't bother to look up his filmography and I was hoping you could tell me. Oh yeah, we've seen him from this, but I don't know. Yeah, like they they make it. I'm gonna seem look. Like he's somebody. I'm gonna yeah. look it up because he looks like a somebody and okay. I don't know who he is. I want to say something. I want to rewind and say, like, he, he has repeatedly, like, he has run-ins with him. So at the beginning of the movie, on his way home, he gets pulled over for speeding. And right, then the right. fucking cop put, puts him through a song and dance to, like, just to go home. Yeah. And uh, that's why he's late to the karate. Uh, exactly. Uh, we should have mentioned that. And sometimes we <laughs> skip around here on yeah. 90 Under 90. We apologize. But, uh, yeah, so him and this cop, like, a, he's like a, a foe. That mm-hmm, he has exactly. with with him throughout the movie. So next up is uh, the Mall of America. So of yeah. course, if this movie takes place here in uh, Minneapolis, oh, Saint course. Paul area, of course you got to have Mall of America. Of course. Just quick, a, a quick pop into the world, to, to the America's largest <laughs> store. Yeah, can you have a quick pop into the Mall of America? <laughs> no. This like. If you can't tell from the movie, this place is so big that there's literally a theme park inside the mall, okay? Like, it's a huge mall. I gotta, I gotta drop off my slacks at the tailor. We gotta get groceries. We're gonna stop at Six Flags, and then we gotta go uh, pick up uh, Dad from the airport. Yep. So, yeah, we gotta get a churro. Full day. So, big, big day. Um, yeah, it's weird. Have you guys, have you, Jared, have you been to the Mall of America? No, I have not been to the have Mall you? of America. Maybe? No. Mm-mm. I'd like to go. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. So yeah, good job, movie. You've uh, <laughs> you know you want you see someone drinking a coke, you want a coke, and I <laughs> want to go to the the Mall of America. So here we are at the Mall of America, and there, there's this ball drawing scene here, and yeah. I'll I'll speak positively about this whole sequence. I think there's like over a hundred shots here, like cuts of him chasing yeah. this ball. And, <laughs> and I have to wonder how many effect shots in this movie there are, uh, particularly in this sequence, how many is uh, just actual ball and how much of it is digital ball? Because uh, I thought it was all pretty just, I like, I like me a well cut, well paced, uh, fast paced scene uh, sequence. And this one, I, I kind of dug uh, what I don't searching like for something I like. I tell you what I don't like is the haircut on this little girl. Because yeah. yeah, that's for sure. God, it just makes her so much more annoying the fact that she looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was a boy at first. She's got like yep. overalls on. Yeah. Um but basically what happens is they have the ball drawing and like all the parents go nuts. As if they would even like consider drawing like the winning balls after this big dog pile happens. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's it's canceled as soon as they do this. Agreed. Yeah. I think they break through the doors as soon as this happens. So Yeah. Just go grab a doll. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. He goes and he chases this yellow bouncy ball all throughout the mall. It goes to like the in the center where there's like a um you know a play area with like tubes mm-hmm. and ball mm-hmm. pits and it's speaking of four Christmases, even though this came first <laughs> when she's trying to get her pregnancy test out of the bouncy house yeah. and the kid is withholding. It's very much like that. Cause the, the little girl, like it falls in her lap in her stroller and then she like, like taunts him with it. She knows he wants it. And she's like, come get it if you want it. Nothing sounded kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nothing makes you want to punch a child more than when they're holding something and you say, give it to me. And they just say, no, yeah. 
They're, we're gonna have to come up with that's a good Snoa is actually I don't know if that's a good Snoa but it's like top scenes of kids um that you want to punch in the face <laughs> the no. most annoying kids in film <laughs> maybe yeah maybe fucking uh, kid from Bad News Bears is getting it for sure which one's that <laughs> I don't know the kid uh, the fucking <laughs> annoying kid I don't know their names <laughs> the reb the rebel kid with the blonde hair. The, the the remake with Billy Bob. Yeah. Oh, okay, that got bad news written all over it. Yeah. Um, this so one think- we're gonna win. We're gonna defeat the whole purpose of the original movie in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's in love actually as the president of the United States. That's right. They love yeah. Americans in that movie, and you yeah, know what? Really. I'm Arnold, hundred percent American in this. So, <laughs> governor. Um. So he, he, the the ball thing does not work out because the moms yeah. see that he's trying to get the ball from the girl. He reaches and then they're like pervert, and then they gets hit with a bunch of purses. They all attack them with their mom purses. The, if Me Too had a proximity, it would just be the <laughs> radius of this mall because as soon as he leaves, no scandal, he's fine. Yeah. He leaves the mall, everything he's clean. So he gets away. Uh, he lands in front of a Santa mm. and his elf taking a break. That's right. It's oh, yeah. uh, our favorite. Enter James Belushi into the oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Now, weed cultivator, farmer, Jim oh. Belushi, who's left acting to go uh, be a weed farmer. Come on down. Look, put some let's, of the best buds. Let's be honest, Stan. Acting left me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he's going to get kicked out of the weed industry, too, for sucking. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you got the best nugs. <laughs> that's inside reference to Portillo's. His it's sign- not that inside. Every time we mention Jim Belushi on the show, we mention Portillo's. <laughs> yeah, why his headshot. It, you, it's, you bring up a good point. Why would anyone start? this show with this episode it would be very <laughs> weird to start here uh welcome years to in, uh, now's as good a time as any to just pick up right where they are yeah sure um so yeah jim belushi he's got the hookup he's a shady santa obviously he's like he's got these like eyebrow extensions on yeah, it's does. very straight these white eyebrow white. he looks like uh, uh the fucking the cold miser in the year without a santa claus <laughs> Yeah. And then the big show, like he shows up later and he has eyebrow extensions. So Brian Levin, that must have been a, or the costume designer must have been a condition to have <laughs> eyebrow extensions all on all the these. Santas. So, but anyway, Mickey from Seinfeld, uh, sorry, I don't know the actor's name, but yeah, he's I've here and he's, forgotten it too. he's the elf and he played in, uh, you know, right. Mickey as an elf in Seinfeld. So he's like, I'm like getting flashes of that communism episode of yeah. uh, Seinfeld, but uh, he's there and he's like, kind of his partner and he shows him a photo of him holding the newspaper with the date and with a turbo man and it looks like like such like shady shit (laughs) and they're like taking this morning (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he has questions arnold obviously has questions like oh he's obviously not serious about this guy like they play hardball with him right off the bat but then they take him to like it's like what is this like a salt works plant like but on the outside but in the inside what it is. What are you a, talking about? It's Santa's workshop. What are you like? <laughs> it's literally where they're going. 
it's got like smokestacks. It's like it's near the docks. It's very yeah, shady. very. They did a good job with this location exterior. Let me just say, there's a guy outside with the dog. Yeah, yeah. And it's wearing reindeer antlers, barking, <laughs> trying to bite him. Very violent. <laughs> and they get there, and my question is this: Why? Are all the guys dressed as Santa in this workshop here? Is it for anonymity, like just so they don't turn on each other? I think it's uh, for farce is the real reason. It's because <laughs> it's funny to see a bunch of fucking Santas doing don't shady shit. Uh, don't look beyond this, uh, the gag, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Sir? I felt like it's like all the Santas who work in all the malls, all mm-hmm. the elves, whatever. They have their own. Um, they have a network? Yeah. Like a union yeah, of shadiness? Exactly. That's exactly. crazy. So, yeah, like they have a, a racket going on. And it looks like they're packing up giant teddy bears and, you know, regular. To- it's a it's a workshop, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's like what we find out is I guess they're I would have liked to explore this more. It's a defective toy workshop like Arnold pays like 200 clams, <laughs> literally clams. He pulls out a bag of clams, <laughs> gives them to Jim Belushi and, and, and Mickey. And says, let me see it. And they're like, oh, don't open the box. And he yeah, opens it. it. And like, it literally, first it, it speaks in Spanish. It's like, well, that's the bilingual version. It's educational and fun. <laughs> and then he <laughs> opens the box and the, like the arm falls off. Right. And he's like, some assembly required. He's slick. So Arnold yeah. like gives him that classic like squint, one eye squints where he's really <laughs> mad. You know that look? Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And um. <laughs> What is you trying to count me? Give me back my money. And he says, uh, all sales are final. Exactly. And I feel like I'm trying to go somewhere here with this. <laughs> I was trying to make a point, but like I'm just instead I'm going over the plot beat by beat. <laughs> um, a big fight. Know, it just leads to yet another fight. Mm-hmm. But this time it includes Vern Troyer and Captain Insano. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. Oh, what I would like to see is like a little more like other toys fucking up and like mm. like but i know they're just packing them so like why yeah. would they play with them and show us that they're <laughs> fucking up so i get you it. basically want a whole movie about the the santa racket i needed to exactly. no i just needed to develop a little bit more <laughs> I, I i don't want i don't even want this movie to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um but he so he, that's a bust okay yeah. no the, turbo man the police come in oh yeah they break raid it the up yeah yeah right. yep. And he escapes uh, by using a very fake-looking uh, police badge. <laughs> he pulls a Rusty he in does. Ocean's Eleven. Totally. Who did it better? Where he's like, he goes up to the guy at the scene. He's like, uh, like he's, he gives him a name. Go find Johnson, will you? Who's Johnson? And just go find him, okay? <laughs> yeah, he goes and he's like, he was able to get Don Cheadle away from the scene. That's Much right. smoother in Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. But in this, he uses a fake toy badge. He's like, I've been on the cover. You totally, I've been doing this for three years. And you just right. come in and you kick down the doors. I'm going to speak to you superior. And the guy's like, oh, hamana, hamana. He's like, make yourself useful and arrest somebody. Right now. And then he leaves. He's like, how about I start with you? Because it's a fucking plastic badge I can see from here. Right. <laughs> but, uh, oh, not me. Yeah, <laughs> we got to see Burn Troyer did like a wire stunt just before that big show, like accidentally punches him and he like flies like 20 feet across the room. Yeah, Matrix style. Um, you excited about that Matrix, Jer? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know me. <laughs> big old Matrix viewer and fan. <laughs> I hear it's way meta. 
I I I don't know anything about Matrix. <laughs> I just I've never to seen a Matrix. Just wanted to hear Jared's response. <laughs> I don't know how meta any of them are. I am uh, I am excited for that. It looks good. Uh, okay. I will Thanks. say this. Uh, Keanu should cut his hair for this role. I that, agree. That, yeah. That's what I that's what I, I think. Agree. Yeah. Does you, not look like the same character from the posters of movies that I did not see. Agree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're Howard. You know Howard, average. Yeah. Howard? Howard. <laughs> Howard from Uncut Gems arrives at Mickey's diner and uses their payphone to call home. And Jamie, his son, answers. And then right. he he unintentionally scolds him over Turbo Man when he tries to get him to hand the phone to Liz. That's not good. <laughs> well, you know what? His biggest mistake was telling his kid over the phone, I have had it up to here with the Turbo Man doll. <laughs> Dad, I can't see where your hand is right now. <laughs> it's very high up, but it's near my face. And Jamie's pissed, okay? He throws it right back at his dad. Right. And he says, you never keep promises. So he, he, I think he basically he hangs up on him. Yeah. Right. And uh, the mom overhears the conversation. She's disappointed in Howard. And that's when uh, and you, and Howard. You know she's disappointed because she says, "Oh, Howard." Yeah. yeah, that's right. That she's like Marge, and that's about as mad as she'll get here. Oh, I think. <laughs> I gotta say, this is a pretty damn like weak ass character. Like on the yeah. page, there is yeah. nothing to this mom character. She like even or Rita Wilson. Even when Phil Hartman is making his advances on her, like. She's like, she's like, I'm looking at the script here, Brian, and there's like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, just I, just kind of bat him away a little bit, <laughs> half-heartedly. <laughs> just stand there and yeah. let Phil Hartman do the work. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just sit back and let me do the work, baby. Cool. Um, so Howard, yeah, that's when Sinbad shows back up. And right. once again, right. he like now earlier at the store. Sorry, I should have mentioned this. He hit him with his mailbag like during the ball drawing. Yeah, he turned on him. It's it's not it's not like a those reluctant turns you sometimes see where it's just like they looks back and then they have like a look yeah. and then he's just like sorry right. man and then he does it because it's for his kid. No, right. instead he's like fuck you, I got a mailbag and then just exactly. starts smacking him upside the head. It's not. He gets for... violent quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So he shows up at this diner and he's all friendly again. Yeah. He's like, oh, I had it so tough as a kid, right? He tells him his life story. <laughs> he talked about how his dad used to use a wrench or a belt to beat him and he always picked the wrench. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, goodwill hunting. Um, no, but basically he's like, yeah, I had a, a shitty dad and like empathy and sympathy. You decide. And then. Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. they over it's interrupted because there's a radio DJ who is offering a turbo man or someone yells like there's a station that's offering it or they overhear it. Yeah. Yeah. He and o- yeah. No, like it's that thing where like the radio host or the contest ad is like commenting directly to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, like, yes, right. that applies exactly to yes. me. Oh, right. right yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's the easiest fucking contest in the world, too, by the way. It's almost insultingly easy. Yeah. Yep. It's name all eight of Santa's reindeer. And the first couple callers do not have the right answer. Can you guys do it? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna Blitzen, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna Blitzen, and, and not, Rudolph. And not Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, like he's not considered part of the eight. Nah, what no. about Olive, the other reindeer? Oh, God. <laughs> From Fox? <laughs> yeah. Circa 2000, like one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
sure. I don't know uh, that. <laughs> with Peter McNichol and Drew Barrymore. Uh, we almost watched that. I, we were talking about that. I was like, I pulled it up. I was like, you want to watch all of the other reindeer? I remember this in the recesses of my brain. It's an animated special. And I was like, <laughs> then we watched a clip on YouTube. I was like, no, we don't need to watch all of the other reindeer. No, so um, they they race to the studio. And right. who's there? But Gene Parmesan, <laughs> uh, Martin Mull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie knows him better as um, the principal from. I thought you were gonna say uh, Clue, because oh, you're such a shit. huge Colonel Mustard from Clue. Right, right. Such a huge Clue fan. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Boy Meets World. Oh no, that's Ms. Mr. Feeney is not oh. the same as Martin Mull, <laughs> but I love that. Sitcom. I love that. He was on Roseanne. Right, oh, right, 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 right. The gay, yes, him and Leon Willard. That's who I'll. I'll it's it, yes. it's it's Fred. Uh, uh, Martin Mull will always be Leon, and the guy who tells Miranda in Mrs. Doubtfire that Stuart Dunmire is looking for her. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, he shows up for just two seconds in that movie. I just got a call to come in and do nothing funny at all in this movie. And Thanks yeah, for yeah. The check. Thank you. <laughs> Back to Roseanne. Yeah. By the uh, way, Martin Mall uh, featured prominently in uh, 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 the Aristocrats, which will be uh, a movie that we are starting season three with. Just a little sneak peek. Kicking, it off. Mm-hmm. kicking yeah. it off. Will we be doing our own version of the joke? I don't know. We'll see. I know how we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't. Do I, I? I got it covered. Do I know? <laughs> <laughs> you won't need to know. It's fine. Okay. All right. Right on. Um. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, the radio station, like, yeah, the, it's not, they don't actually have a Turbo Man at the station. It's a certificate for a toy, which is fucking right. bullshit because that is very yeah. misleading in the commercial. Um, he's like, and then he tries to be like, oh, no, no, I never said that. I said eventually. And I'm like, no, go back. Rewind. You never said the word eventually. <laughs> so this is when... Uh, Somehow the police catch up with them here, and and Sinbad pulls out a a bomb, a fake bomb. Yeah, he Martin yeah. Mull had called the cops when Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, "That's that surprise me!" Like yeah. banging on the window, like Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's smart to do that. <laughs> and oh. uh, so yeah, the cops eventually show up, and and then Sinbad pulls the bomb gag again. <laughs> That's why the USPS did not uh, yes, exactly. want to be involved with this <laughs> yep. movie. Uh, I don't even think, like, how would it even fly? It wouldn't fly today, this bomb bit at all, I don't no, think. No, I don't think no. so, no. Nah, it's, uh, uh, no, <laughs> probably not. So, yeah, he, he's he got balls here, Sinbad, with this fake bomb here. And then uh, the officer... Uh, is it the same biker cop guy? Yeah, it's the same guy. There's uh, one cop in town. His name, his name is Robert Conrad. He's been in a lot of stuff, none of which I've heard of. It's all <laughs> old shit. So. so Bobby Conrad yep. inspects it, says it's harmless, only for it to explode in his face when he tries to open it. So he dies. Hilarious. Yeah. He dies in this season. I don't know who makes these soot bombs, but uh, <laughs> I want to get my hands on a soot bomb that just explodes in people's faces and does no damage except <laughs> their hair. He yep. dies. I he watched dies. him die. Oh, no. Um, the, uh, our new favorite thing is is to watch Home Alone and count the number of times that the, that the characters die in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, right there. He's dead. No, yeah. he can't died. move. 
He's not going to get up. He's dead. <laughs> so, that thing uh, killed him. He's dead. He's <laughs> straight up dead. Um, back, he goes back to the diner. His car is fucked up. I, I could pres- only presume his hoodlums. I guess. I don't know why. It's, it's like stripped and spray painted and torn apart. What's up with that? Is he in a bad part of town? Or? The whole world found out he's a pervert at the, from the middle of America. <laughs> yeah, the Me Too thing got caught up with him. Um, he yeah. finds out that uh, Ted... Look, man, the accents always come out when they're drunk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. And what is Ted doing? He, he finds out that Ted's putting a star on his tree. And I don't mean that as like a sexual, like, you know, euphemism or anything. Earlier, he was eating his Christmas cookies. Yeah. And now he's putting the star on the Christmas well, did tree. That, that already happened? Uh, yeah, it happened. Who said you could eat my cookies? Get off the phone. You put the cookie down. <laughs> I care so much about the cookie. I remember I was watching uh, him go over his, you know, they do that like Esquire. He goes over all of his yeah. roles. Yeah. Like, that's just the one line that always people always remember about that movie. Put the cookie down. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, he really revels in this line particularly. Oh. I remember it being a part of an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard and like prank calls <laughs> that were made. And was, who says you could eat my cookies? E bombs world. <laughs> your daddy. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> I'm. This is how lame I am. I called up rick one time just to practice and i was like can i practice on you you just pretend that you're an unsuspecting person and i'm gonna i'm gonna use the soundboard on the phone he's like okay and he humored me for like three minutes and then i was like i this isn't working uh goodbye so yeah you have to have you have to think it's takes a certain type of i mean people don't do it anymore but at the time took it took a certain amount of a really specific set of skills (laughs) Um. So anyway, he's mad at Ted, Phil Hartman. He's he's trying to trying to fuck his wife. You know. There you put the star on my tree. I will steal your child's toy. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So you, that's what happens. He yeah. uh. He decides, kind of like. Because his toy's been under the tree months ago. He bought it months ago. Yes. Safely under the tree. That's right. And we're also going to install a satellite dish. We're going to need to cut down your tree here in your yard. <laughs> Small soldiers. Um, fucking. So, yeah, he's going to steal the, his, like, Phil Hartman's son, his neighbor's son's tree. Or Turbo <laughs> Man. Turbo Man under the tree. Yeah. And uh, he has a change of heart, of course, as right. he's he's grabbing it. He's He's not a complete evil man. He's the governor of California. Yeah, so he decides to put it back. He does, but then something happens here. It's a big old uh, that kerfuffle. Yeah, it's that right. reindeer. Somehow there's a Ted brought a reindeer home for everyone in the neighborhood to see. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't even know how to describe that. Um, he also sets some shit on fire in the, you know, accidental fires happen a lot when there's in comedies and it's yeah, happening now yeah. mm-hmm. and they never seem to cause that much damage. You know, it's, it's pretty fine no. actually. Of course yeah. not. Usually. Um, I do remember Howard, he kicks like a, a flaming brick out the window. He breaks the window and it falls in front of like some carolers. Yeah. Who are singing about it's just I love how they edit just the figgy pudding line in between him, <laughs> like inside going crazy with the fire. 
with the fire and the, the reindeer fire. and everything. The carols. Um, so, okay, this all builds up to the parade that's going to be happening here. The, the wintertainment parade. That's right. Wintertainment parade hosted by Jackie Childs and a woman who looks a lot like our mother. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Yep, exactly what did that. I say? Yep. <laughs> I said, that is our like, mom with bigger looks hair. A lot like my mom. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. So, but, if anyone out there wonders what our mother looked like, <laughs> Uh, shrink that hair down a little bit, and that's that's what she looked like quite a bit. Yep, we're not gonna we're not gonna show a picture. No, I'm not. No, yeah, you're right. Why would we? Um, so he's gonna go to the parade, like, uh, and he accidentally ends up as Turbo this, Man. The parade got some sweet licenses too, by the way. Like, there's a lot of like named like facial care like characters you can recognize <laughs> this is not the macy's parade where it's like balloons and shit these no. are just costumes that they had to like get permission from in the movie mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. i find that interesting how many characters there were yeah you know you when you're chris, chris columbus you pull a lot of strings you know oh, you I get see. a lot of strings you got kiss they kiss they're kissing the rings and you're pulling the strings <laughs> when you're chris columbus I see. that's right. what they say it's uh yeah so the parade is extremely well funded but there's very poor security he's running from the cops and he ends yeah. up inside a building and nobody verifies his identity and they just start they strapping go. on turbo man costumes they run up to him and they go are you the guy this is the guy come on come yes on. <laughs> well, so why does he say yeah that's two problems but also it's a, it's a very dark like like warehouse that they're in like it's very dimly lit and the dude who's like helping him out is not helping at all (laughs) yeah he's just standing there like telling him things while other people do all the work the last guy he couldn't make it because uh during rehearsals he got injured in the suit so in a freak accident they worked out the kinks and he's uh he's they're showing signs of brain activity and that's a good thing he gives him a thumbs up and then it's all pov from arnold and then like he gets out there right and, uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> Ted is attempting to uh, hit on Liz finally, like point blank. Oh, yeah, straight up. And uh, finally, she hits him with the, the thermos of his own eggnog. Yeah. And uh, sees, I guess, it's probably got really the same jerk. pill that knocked him out in small soldiers is in that eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, she rejects him. Arnold, um, he sees that, doesn't he? He sees him making the move in the car. He does, yeah. Yeah. Um, he don't do nothing about it right no, then and there. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Like, he can squash his head, but <laughs> instead of, he's more preoccupied with his son. He goes, ends up accidentally in the parade. Uh, Booger from fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Curtis Armstrong <laughs> is, is in this movie as Booster. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Nice check for him because yeah. he doesn't have to do much. <laughs> nope. Super easy. Probably wasn't even in the costume the rest of the time. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Just do some voice work. Uh, that's how. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so anyway, there's like this whole sequence is, is huge. And, and just like mm-hmm. the. Um, the bouncy ball sequence. There's like a lot of effect shots, a lot of lot going on, a lot of yes, flying. Like it yeah. goes on a lot longer than I expected or remember. Yeah, it really uh, does. They, uh, the whole, the he's in the parade, you know, and he's enjoying himself for a minute there. But then he has to pick out a child to give the giant Turbo Man doll yeah. to. <laughs> That's right. 
He um, picks out Jamie, who happens to be hey. passing by, even though it's a very long stretch of uh, parade road. He just happens, you know, movie magic. He happens to be right there in front of him. <laughs> and he has a. This is so, so high tech, like for like even mid nineties, even today. You, if you, there was a parade where a guy had a functioning jetpack and like <laughs> he could shoot discs out of his wrist, and he had a voice modulator right. like microphone that mm-hmm. was live. Mm-hmm. All very the impressive. Fact, the fact that. Any type of performance is scheduled for this level of a parade is insane. Yeah. Like again, the Macy's like they stop in front of a theater and they have like yeah. 50 people do a production. No yeah. other parade does that except for this wintertainment parade. <laughs> um, remember how we said we we're going to get to the name? It's Dementor. Dementor. Turbo with Man's the brain. arch enemy. Yeah, and and the mailman. His name is Myron, by the way. We'll we'll call him Sinbad though. Can, continually yeah he's sinbad and yeah. uh he beats up this is so cartoony he beats up the guy playing dementor who's having a sig waiting for his yeah. cue to get onto the float <laughs> during the parade and he dresses up as dementor and yeah. somehow he has more of a handle on the costume than arnold does <laughs> in his turbo man yep. costume he yeah. shoots a fist at him he sure does and there's a big fight and the little Power Rangers guys we mentioned earlier pop out from the float and hold mm-hmm, them back, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. a big production. Booster, Sinbad says, nobody likes you, Booster, and pushes him, and he falls like 15 <laughs> feet Aww. off of the float, <laughs> getting a yep. concussion. Yep. But the kids just support the theory because they just start she kicking him. It's like, no one likes you, up. Booster. And Booster died that day. Oh, no. Booster died. <laughs> Man. Um, so... Jamie, like, does not realize that his dad is dressed as Turbo Man. Rita right. Wilson does not realize that her yeah. husband is dressed as Turbo Man, despite the accent. Yeah, again. <laughs> no, I'm very American. <laughs> Jamie! Is that just what we're hearing, the audience, and in the movie, all the characters hear an average American Joe? No, this is this is Minnesota accent. Oh, yeah, this is Minnesota yeah, yeah. Wow, great, great. Exactly. Uh, the big fight ends with, of course, Sinbad getting bested, but, like, there's a big struggle, like, he almost gets the doll from Jamie, and, like, there's child endangerment, he's like, get back here, kid, he, like, chases (laughs) Jamie up, like, a building, he climbs a ladder to the roof. Well, one thing that Chris Columbus really put his foot down with is, he's like, guys, there there cannot be a single competent police officer in the crowd, I don't (laughs) want one cop who's good at his job, Columbus. I'm giving you Minneapolis, I am not gonna give you the cops. You kiss Columbus's rings, he pulls the strings, and he is totally anti-police. <laughs> totally. He's a fucking cold dude. Cold dude. Adventures in Babysitting, I think, also he did. Yeah. Cold dude. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> Thor. Cold Play, man. I'm not talking Chris Hemsworth. I'm talking yeah, D'Onofrio, yeah. before he was right. Kingpin, was Thor. Yeah. The original Thor. <laughs> Jared, you see Adventures in Babysitting? No. Fucking... Thor shows up at the end, and it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Wait, 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 what do you mean when you say Thor okay. shows up? What I, I need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> because that that can I be so misinterpreted. <laughs> Gotta go, Jer. Bye. Um, at the, the one of the kids is obsessed with Thor. He reads the comics, and at the end, like they're in such a pickle, they need help, and they go to an auto mechanic, and he right. looks just like Thor, and it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. That's oh. and the kid goes Thor. Thor. Yeah. That's I it. I thought you meant like for randomly <laughs> Thor and Mjolnir show up. Yeah. To help Frost. save the day. And everything. <laughs> it's crazy. 
It's my favorite Thor movie, Adventures in Babysitting. I love it. <laughs> Um, Thor yeah, backdoor Thor. <laughs> call that. Oh God, you know that there's already a movie called Backdoor <laughs> Thor, and you can't yeah. watch it in front of anybody. And he calls it Mjolnir, and, uh, or some kind of pun. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, he bests Sinbad. He like, and then finally mm-hmm. they get to ground level. Like, am I? I'm just gonna gloss over yeah, this. Yeah. And then they get to ground level, and still he, all he has is a clear yellow visor. Clear. <laughs> and he, you can see his jawline, that distinct Schwarzenegger teeth his gap. Mouth, see yep. the gap. And he's, mm-hmm. he's 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 right there with his son, and 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 both Rita and Jake still don't know that it's Arnold in disguise. Oh, I'm sad my dad isn't here to see this. But the thing is. He is, and he takes <laughs> off the helmet, and both Rita Wilson and the son go, oh, it's crazy. I think that's why Brian Levin doesn't want to talk to us, <laughs> yeah. because there's too much, like, shit in this movie. Like maybe that. he's just like, yeah, we're gonna be, we're like, we're gonna be doing Jingle All the Way, and he just thought, oh, they they can't say anything good about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I am fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he preemptively walked away. I, yeah. You know, I gotta hand it to him. I gotta yeah. fist it to him like Dementor. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, we can we can stage a fake interview if you want. I you, one of us can be Brian Levitt. We'll do yeah. that. <laughs> I don't think that's illegal in any way. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, hey, if George Lucas has his own podcast, <laughs> George Lucas, then we can do that. Um, Wait, tell me, his podcast is called George Lucas. It's actually, I don't think it is. Wait, it has to be. It's if, got, it, if it's not called George Lucas, it's got then fuck me. it. Fuck the whole thing. Dude, I think it I think you I think it might be called the George Lucas show, which is a real shame. But yeah, this guy who like who's made a career out of doing George Lucas kind of like even he went deep fake on Collider, I think. Oh, yeah. Now he has like he does a podcast where he's George Lucas. So. Oh, really? Yeah. And there's a John Lennon podcast. that's not John Lennon. Anyway. Oh, OK, I, that. I don't like that shit. <laughs> so you don't want to listen to Andy McDowell cast when Katie does it? <laughs> no. Aww. I don't I don't even like the fact that Elwood Blues has his own radio show. Like I don't want these people like no. <laughs> but we're in character. Well, this is different. No, actually I'm not. I don't know. Um we get exceptions. We are the exception. <laughs> no, you don't understand. We are always the exceptions. Um so yeah, he he lifts off his helmet. He says that he's he's I'm your daddy. Yeah, yeah. And then then everybody's like, yay. And uh, Myron. And half the kids the... are disappointed because the identity of Turbo Man is revealed. <laughs> <laughs> it's some Austrian <laughs> guy. <laughs> what were you saying, Myron? What now? Uh, Myron is being hauled off by police. Uh, police, and uh, he's like, oh, what am I gonna do for my son on on Christmas? And Jamie. Uh, like, it, it doesn't matter. Fine. You're gonna be in jail. You're gonna have yeah, to get I bail. Know. It, Jamie gives him the the Turbo Man, and he's like, "Oh, finally, yes, thank you, kid." But like, yeah, he's going to jail. He's not gonna be home for Christmas. There's a bomb threat. And it's um, like, thanks for the yeah. Turbo Man. This I could trade this for bail money. <laughs> yep. Sinbad's going to jail. Yep. And, and the uh, cop died. That cop. 
He doesn't he show died. up again. You might be thinking there's, oh, I, I thought I remembered a scene where he, like, he has one more encounter with Arnold and he's like, oh, wait, oh, you're Turbo Man. Oh, I like That's you right. now. But no, he died. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Are you, His are you ghost? Yawn? He died. Are you yawning? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. Um,. So anyway, then, yeah. So Jamie gives him the Turbo Man, and he's all yeah. like, "I don't need the doll when I've got the real Turbo Man at home." Man. And Arnold is like, well, "Jamie, you don't think I own the costume, right? This is not. Don't get that <laughs> out of your head. This is not yeah, mine." He's expecting that to take to take it home. Yeah, he wants to play with his dad like he's an action figure, like a live action figure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dad. Like now, bend this way. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Son. Uh, no, we we literally Jack and I play freeze, and he uh-oh. freezes me. It's just like the improv game where he moves my body into a position and then unfreezes me, and I have to go from there. Then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the movie. It ends. Yep. It's it's uh, yep. it's it's all over. Um, uh, one and, more and shot of Sinbad in his cell. <laughs> he's doing shtick for the other prisoners. They're yeah. not happy about it. Not pleased. And but then, he's got uh, he's got a bright tracksuit on, and his hair is nice and orange, <laughs> and he looks like Sinbad again. No, it's great. <laughs> and Brian Levitt, if you're listening, and I know you are, come out, you coward. Wow, oh. that's that is no. bold. I think no, I'm just kidding. You want to talk about burning bridges? <laughs> let me let me backpedal a little bit. Brian, happy holidays, Merry Christmas <laughs> to your family and your loved ones, and your your uh, good luck on everything. And come out, you coward. <laughs> Well, that is Jingle All the Way, and Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, This will be the last episode of 2021. We will be back in 2022 with a brand new series, Wave 3 of 90 movies under 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And until then, I'm Jeremy Eaton. This is Rival Flavin. I'm Dan Eaton. (laughs) I'm Katie Pinkley. (laughs) That's a wrap. Time comes day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? Is that your in? Is that is that the word that gets you into the impression? <laughs> no, I both flavor. I, I got it. Okay, here I go. It's become <laughs> the thing that I lean on now. <laughs> I both flavor. Yep.